Okay, welcome into the money line. It is Thursday, November fourth. We've been off two two bye weeks in a two row. Two bye weeks. Um, the first one is so good. You need two. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes you just miss two in a row. Uh, I was at a wedding two weeks ago last weekend. Trevor had no, dude. Last weekend we said let's do it Friday morning. And then, like, Friday afternoon, like, late afternoon, I text you. I just said, oh, fuck. Like, the boys just forgot. Yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, that's on us. <laughs> hand up. That one's on us. Um, I'm Gabe Swartz. That's Trevor Leaf. This is episode eight of our season. Uh, it's college football week nine, NFL. No, excuse me. College football week 10, NFL week nine. Um, a lot has happened since we last did a show, Trevor, uh, including both of our favorite NFL teams, uh, not necessarily going according to plan as the candle is lit for those folks. Is that the Spencer Rattler candle at this point, or is it the Duffy two candle, or have we found a new martyr? Dude, this one might be a Chiefs and Vikings rest in peace our seasons candle. <laughs> I think, though, the Chiefs may have been thrown – uh, a life raft oh, with the Rodgers yeah. news this week. Dude, yeah, that is that is big news for you guys. Because if you guys would have lost, dude, you guys just escaped the Giants. It, not every win's going to be pretty. I'm sorry, but Giants plus 10 and a half, like that one was just too easy. They don't get easier than that. Yeah, and as we get to our lines we love, you will see a might be a strategic play by me. Um, we'll see. Okay. Uh, so to update the standings, uh, Gabe's guarantee is now four and four. Leafs lock is now five and three. Uh, in terms of taco bets, we are both tied at seven to seven. Yeah, that's huge. We're, we're just coming from behind all season long. And I will say for anyone who, uh, has been following our future bets, both of us currently, one and oh, your SMU season win total of over six and a half has already cashed. Uh, dangerous game for you though. Notre Dame under eight and a half wins. They are a seven and one at the moment. Arizona State. That one is we we already that one we've we've told ourselves that one's over. What we're hoping for. Arizona State oh, okay. to win the Pac-12 South. You have, according to ESPN's football power index, a four percent chance of that happening still. I have, I have two big games this week. I have NC State. If they win, we cash six and a half. And Oklahoma State, they're seven and one. They win this week. That is another cash. Be sitting at three and oh. You need Arizona State to win their last four games, though, to cash over eight and a half wins. I have only so far cashed the Alabama under of 11 and a half wins. The Kansas over is currently sitting at a push of one. And Texas needs to win out their last four games to push the over of eight. My Georgia over 10 and a half wins looks pretty good. Yeah, we both got that. That looks real good. Um, yes. So there's where we sit. My NFL totals were in dangerous territory. Bengals. Yeah, under your Bengals one is in the grave. <laughs> uh, Texans under looking decent. Patriots over nine and a half. Need them to finish out the year. Uh, six and three for that to happen. I think that could still happen. Falcons under seven and a half. I need the chiefs though, to win out, to cash the over of 12 and a half. Um, and for everyone who hates on that pick, 
you didn't see this coming. And Andy Reid always catches his season win total over. So even if that's the loss, that I was on the right side. You can you can take that one and shove it. If if you're, you're going to say Andy Reid always catches his win total when he isn't going to this year. He's like 13 and 13 in the last 15 years he's cashed it. And I told you it was like eight straight years where it didn't even come down to the last season, the last week of the season. Well, you were wrong this year. I was wrong this year. Um, yes. Taco bets tied at seven, seven. Uh, Tom being the most toxic fan base in the league. That's just completely like <laughs> a, a, a bold faced lie. Um, Tyron Matthew walked that back for people who don't know. Tyron Matthew was going after it in the Instagram comments. He was getting getting up in people's grills on Twitter. Um, he was just mad online, very mad online, big-time Kevin Durant-type move, uh, just going after Chiefs fans who weren't satisfied with three straight trips to the AFC Championship game, two straight trips to the Super Bowl, one win. Some Not greedy. Some people calling Anthony Hitchens Anthony Bitchens. I don't. I don't know. Not not me. But some people are saying that. <laughs> so, not you. With that Dude, note, I think my Dan Sorensen is just getting ripped alive on Twitter. I mean, Dirty Dan is now washed. It's sad. <laughs> like he's come clean. He's he's no longer got it. We we can move on. Uh, All right. So there we go. Um, the last time that we did a show. Is it time to trade Mahomes? No, it's not time to trade <laughs> Mahomes. Um, I will say, I don't know if you if you saw the clip that I believe it was ESPN tweeted out because I think Schefter retweeted it. Monday Night Football, of course, being broadcast by ESPN. Uh, it was like the caption was something like Mahomes goes over to, to greet his family, like whatever. And he kisses his fiance. Barely dapped up Jackson. Kisses his fiance. He daps up his dad with like the typical. And then Jackson gives him a no look dap. (laughs) Somebody said that was the uh, that was the don't you dare do another TikTok today. (laughs) But yeah, dude, those TikToks have been brutal. Chiefs won. TikTok went up immediately. So uh, we're back on track, back on schedule. Chiefs seven and a half point favorites this week. We will talk about that game later. Trevor refused to put it on the big games slate. Uh, it's not a big game anymore. It's not a big game anymore. It's because Aaron Rodgers is not playing. It's not a big game. No, it should be easy. It should be a cakewalk win. Jordan Love. <laughs> Jordan Love. Jordan Love. <laughs> um we'll see all right last show that we did you went 11 and 12 i went 6 and 14 before we start talking about football important to note uh that tuesday night november 9th is the open of the college basketball season so with that we're actually no isn't it before then no it's just tuesday night oh dude i thought it was like the end of this week no it's tuesday night and it's the champions classic uh mission state in kansas duke and kentucky Kansas is a five-point favorite. I think Kentucky, uh, Duke is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And I like Kentucky on the money line to upset Duke. Up, Upset. I think it's – Oh, and it is next Tuesday. Yes. So. Wait, go back. Let me hear those picks again. Uh, Kansas is minus five against Michigan State. You like that probably, of course, just um, out of principle. Out of principle, I like that bet. And then Kentucky is a one and a half point underdog against Duke, 
And Dude, I would you Kansas folks like that was the most Kansas Jayhawk basketball fan like bet slip I've ever heard. Let's ride Kansas till we can no more, and let's shit all over Duke. All you Kansas fans. But I just said something nice about Kentucky. That is just as equally. Duke's gonna win. Farewell game. Akobet. Yeah. Oh, of course. Akobet to start the year. So I'm on Kentucky. You're on Duke. Yeah. Okay. Mark, can you write it down, please? Dude, Theo John from Champlin Park to Marquette to Duke. It's over. Taco Bet, Gabe on Kentucky, Trevor on Duke, Tuesday night. Dude, I, God, I love the college basketball is where I start making my money. College basketball is my favorite sport, I think. College basketball keeps you locked in every single night. You've got options. Sometimes it's just the big sky on a Friday night. Sometimes it's it's uh, some crappy. Yeah, yeah, but over these last few years, I've come to love those conferences more than I do, like, the Power Five. I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, all right, let's do some college basketball futures. I'm going to go in reverse order, so I'm actually going to read from the bottom up, Trevor. And I don't wow. – because I want to save our national championship picks to the end. Oh, okay. Um, where did you find Final Four odds? Because I looked on BetMGM and I looked Draft on Parcel. What? DraftKings. Draft Kings. Okay, because I looked on all Bet- mine. All mine are from DraftKings. Okay, and I I signal whether I found mine on uh, whether I found mine on Barcel Sportsbook or whether I found it on BetMGM. Um, Have you gotten I- into any of those yet? I still have not because part of the part of the problem is I don't have my I need to get my new ID. Oh, so I have to, I don't have like a valid picture that I can't take a selfie with an ID that's expired. So I need to get a new a new ID. Um, with that being said, before Tuesday night comes out, uh, follow me on social, Gabe Sports underscore, uh, or on the Heat Check account or on the Money Line because I will tweet all of my Final Four picks. I don't have them in here. I will give out a national championship. Winner, are you gonna give out. like seven final four picks or are you gonna pick a, a four? No, I will pick a four. Okay, I will pick. A I'm four. So, I was surprised to only see you have one national championship winner. The danger with the here's the thing the danger, I almost <laughs> put, I almost put multiple national championship winners. You, I almost, <laughs> I, bet you did. I almost put multiple wooden award winners because I want to. Uh, do you want me to give you the other plays that I would I would go with? Because um, I certainly will. Like I will tell you the other bets that I was really looking to get into. Um, but I felt like out of principle, I knew you would give me shit for it. I couldn't. I couldn't stand up here and allow only one. Per- only one team can win the national championship. I know you can get great odds for multiple teams, but you just pick one. No, but that's the thing, Trevor. You can get great you odds. Ride with that one bet all year. No, 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 no. This is called hedging. Uh, yeah, I know, which only bitches do. I stand by that comment, thousand percent. No, that's you're just weak. Um, I'm trying to find <laughs> college basketball. College basketball futures. All right, here we go. So. With that being said, by the way, can I say this? I went to the FanDuel Sportsbook, dude. It was sick. Downtown? 
Yeah, dude. Got a beer, sat down, and just, oh, my God. It Did was they awesome. food? Yeah, they got a full bar in there. All right, we need to, yeah, we need to go. Yeah, um, dude, it was electric, and I won. I'm one for one at a real sports book. Feels good. Only made one bet, or you made one parlay. So I was well, we were going to the Suns game, but like, of course, like me and Miller are downtown, and of course, we're waiting for like Harrison and Zuber, who don't show up until like basically halftime. So I made a parlay: Lakers, who barely squeaked by the Rockets; Suns, who beat the Pelicans, and then it was Inter Milan and Real Madrid the next day in Champions League. Okay, I've I was under the impression from uh loader that you guys were going on Sunday. So I thought you were there for an entire NFL Sunday. And I was gonna say if you came out profitable on that, that would be pretty, pretty good. No, um, he 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 doesn't have my number. So he Twittered he, like he tw- just tweets at me. He goes, Fando Sportsbook Sunday. And then like I just kind of forgot about it. Okay. But I told him I'd go with them. I really want to go. All right. Let's get to our college basketball futures. Do you have a national championship pick? Do I have a national championship? Do you have have a national player of the year pick? No. Let me, I'll find one though. Like I just, they don't have those odds at DraftKings. It's on BetMGM. Go to college basketball futures on BetMGM and there is Wooden Award winner. My Wooden Award winning pick, I'm, screw it. I'm doing it. I'm giving out three of them. Pick number three one. Of them. Three of them. Three of them. That's so soft. No, it's not soft. It's called making a profit, Trevor. You're going to lose all three, Gabe. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Pick number one. Taco Bell then. I will Taco Bell the shot. Paulo Banchero, Wooden Award winner out of Duke, the forward. Most people think he's going to be the number one overall pick. If it's not Chet Holmgren, it's going to be Paulo. Um Paulo has been, I mean, pretty much everyone is picking him to win newcomer of the year, player of the year, every award possible in the ACC. Uh, and I think he gets a little bonus of the fact that, like you mentioned, the, the Coach K farewell tour, people people are going to be riding that Duke train this year. So I like Paulo as my first pick uh, at plus 700 odds, according to BetMGM. Have you found the odds yet? Or do you want me to get? Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. All right. Do you want me to keep going? No, we, we'll go back and forth. Hunter Dickinson plus 800. Okay. Hunter Dickinson. He's a sophomore this year, right? Uh, yes. He is. Yeah, dude. He's got a year team. under his belt. He's going to be bullying kids. He's plus 800 on BetMGM. Are you giving out one or are you giving out multiple? I guess I'll give out three. Okay. Pick number two. I won't be betting any of these, so I want to make that very clear. Pick number two. I will go with Johnny Juzang plus 1,600, the guard from UCLA, because it's the UCLA, like the bias of if UCLA is legitimately good, people will look for any reason possible to give someone credit for it. Johnny Juzang, the mid-range god, in college basketball last year i personally believe that it is extremely unlikely it is extremely unlikely that uh juzang ends up maintaining the efficiency that he had from the mid-range that he did during the ncaa tournament last year 
but I'm still going to take this pick because I think that people will like him. Imani Bates, plus 2,000. Freshman at Memphis, I'm just hoping, you know, this kid's the next KD, comes in, just has an insane year, one and done. He's in the league. Plus 2,000? Plus 2,000. Okay. As badly as I want to give out Remy Martin at plus 800, I can't do it. If that's going to happen, it happens naturally. My third pick and my off-the-board could it happen? Maybe we'll see. Pick is going to be Javon Quinterly at plus 3,000 from Alabama. Okay. That's all you got to say? If Alabama wins the SEC again this year, it's going to be because he has a great year. And if they win the SEC, it's a pretty loaded league. I think he's got a decent chance to be in the discussion. I'm going to give out two more. Whoa. Just because I've seen the name. I'm going to take Marcus Carr, plus 1,600, former Golden Gopher. He's always going to have Golden Gopher blood. Go Longhorns. And then I'm going to give out Chet Holmgren, plus 900, freshman at Gonzaga. Seen Chet play many times. Big, tall, lengthy, skinny boy. Big body, though. I'm I'm going with Remy then. Oh, we're both giving out four. Remy at plus 800. Uh, he's going to electrify the Kansas crowd this year. I'm, I'm so juiced for this. So if any of these hit, either of us makes a profit in terms of our standings. I don't know if you're actually betting these, but. I'm not betting any of those. Uh, I would legitimately bet Paulo Banchero. The other ones, I, I mean, I would bet them all, but I wouldn't go full unit. Just FYI. So those will be put in my action network. They will all probably be 0.25 or a a 0.5 unit, half a unit or a quarter of a unit play. All right. Now to evaluating basketball. My first college basketball future I will take. Um, And once again, follow Heat Check to see my picks for every conference winner. I'm not picking every conference winner here because I don't think that there's value in betting every single team that I'm going to pick. Like, for example, you're picking a certain team to win a conference that I think the odds just – like, I think it's very likely that it, that it happens. I don't think the odds are extremely rewarding for what – Yeah, I already know who you're talking about. Yes. Um, my first pick – You just also handed out one of their kids to win the fucking MVP. That's true. Well, if I got the MVP on my – if I got the MVP on my team in this conference, I should be fine. Yes, you should be. You should be fine. I just don't think that I don't think that I want to hold a ticket for the entire year at plus one Oh five. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. A winner is a winner. Fair point. Okay. This team has the fourth best odds in a non power conference to win. Despite the fact that they have a guy in AJ green who could be an all American this year, I'm going to take Northern Iowa to win the Missouri Valley at plus 800. They are behind Drake, they're behind Loyola Chicago, and I believe conference. and I believe they're also behind Illinois State. Um, they're certainly the fourth team in the odds based on what I remember. I got these odds at BetMGM last night. Um, but yeah, AJ Green is a guy who I know for a fact multiple media members had him 
on their preseason All-American teams. He didn't necessarily, he wasn't named a preseason All-American, but he should win conference player of the year, barring like Lucas Williamson at Loyola Chicago uh, blowing up and being really good or someone coming out of nowhere. Um, I think Northern Iowa wins the Valley plus 800. And this is, a, this, this is to win the regular season conference championship, not just like we're not betting conference tournament uh, futures at this point. So plus 800 Northern Iowa to win the Valley. St. Bonnie to make the final four. That's a home run swing right there. That is a home run. Barry Bonds, we're going for the record. I really like, yeah, like you said, we talked about this before the show, a lot of preseason hype, and that's what this bet is. It's hype. You just, I'm basically hoping to nitpick the darlings of March Madness, and I think I did. You're trying to ride the... the... I found the needle in the haystack, Gabe. And if you did... And it came with a plus 1,500 on it. And you can be the guy in March who's like, I've been on this since November. Yeah, November 4th, I was on this. So I'm rooting for you in this case. Uh, shout out Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, St. Bonnie's alum. Uh, shout out Andrew Nicholson, former first-round pick of the Orlando Magic. I picked them to win uh, upset 14-seed St. Bonaventure over Florida State back in, like, 2013. Didn't happen. Um but I rooted for him hard that day. So I'm rooting for you. I hope the Bonnies do well this year. Plus that, aren't they the Atlantic 10, right? Yes. So it's that is every year my favorite conference tournament. Dayton, St. Louis, VCU. Those Billikens always have something to say. Yes, but one of St. Louis' best players tore his ACL last week. So that's that's tough. You don't want to hear that. Very unfortunate. Yeah, VCU, VCU is tough. Richmond Spiders. George Mason? Oh, you do. Yeah. Richmond, my favorite college basketball team. I, don't know, I, I almost picked them to win the national championship. <laughs> that would be uh, – I wouldn't advise that. All right, my second one. These yeah, be odds, rich, though. These odds via the Barstool Sportsbook, 18 conference regular season games in Big 12 play. I'm taking Texas Tech to go over nine and a half wins in conference play. I think they will get 10 – They'll go 10 and eight or better. Uh, first season for Mark Adams, new head coach after Chris Beard went to Texas. He's got a lot of talent back. He's got Kevin McCuller back. He's got Terrence Shannon Jr. back. He adds Kevin O'Banner, who, if you remember, was on the Oral Roberts team that upset Ohio State. Um, who did they upset in the second round? I want to say, was it Florida? Yeah, I think it was Florida that they got to the Sweet 16. They almost came within a... Um, three-pointer at the buzzer from beating Arkansas and going to lead eight. Um, he goes from Oral Roberts to Texas Tech. Long story short, they've got a lot of talent on this roster. And because it's Kansas, it's Texas, it's Baylor in the top three, I think Texas Tech is firmly the number four team in the conference. And I like this pick even more after the Travis. You don't think Iowa State makes a jump? No. <laughs> no. First year for TJ Otzelberger in, uh, in, in uh, Ames. I'm not buying it quite yet, so we'll, we'll wait on that. But the point being, the NCAA screwing over Oklahoma State and giving them that postseason ban, I don't know if it'll – it might rally the troops and they might play really well in, in regular season conference play, and maybe Oklahoma State becomes the fourth-best team in the Big 12. Um, 
But I think that the bottom of this league is really bad in the case of like TCU, Iowa State, K-State. I think those teams are going to each hover around like the four or five win mark. Because of that, there's extra wins for the top of the league. And I think that that helps a team like Texas Tech get to 10 wins. All right. Um, the pick we kind of talked over, UCLA to win the Pac-12 plus 105. This conference is just not strong, I don't think. It's either them or Oregon. And then, and then, like, it's a battle for third, and the battle for third is between seven teams. Yeah. So, I, I see, unless Oregon, yeah, goes out and is just nuts, I see UCLA taking this thing pretty easily. Plus 105, I agree. Not pretty, but I'll take a plus. I think you're only worried about Oregon. I honestly do. I think that's the only team that can. And I'm not really even worried about Oregon. You might want to be like Will Richardson's good. They got Davion Harmon. I know those Ducks like to play basketball, but so do those Bruins. Fair point. All right. Um, I'm going to Braden Bell's conference. I'm going to the WAC. Plus 350 odds via BetMGM for Grand Canyon to win the Western Athletic Conference this year in the regular season. Bryce Drew coming off of an NCAA tournament appearance last year, a competitive game against Iowa. They added Tayshawn Cherry and Holland Woods from. Hey, Sean. Uh, they added, uh, they were, they, they get back a decent amount of talent from last year's roster, which like I mentioned was a 15 seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm always going to rock with, with the Lopes and their crowd and the Havocs uh, in, in, in upper Phoenix the place is crazy. And the place is nuts. Um, plus three fifty odds just feels really good. And I like that in, con- in comparison to like New Mexico state. So I will take the Lopes to win the whack plus three fifty. I'm going to take Michigan plus three thirty to win the big 10. Uh, you know, just, I think the boys are going to get it done this year. Not much else to say. Just like taking the favorites in these. I, I, I'd be worried about I, – I do think taking the favorites is not a bad idea most of the time in college basketball regular season favorites um, to win their conference regular season. But I don't know if how heavy of a favorite Michigan is because Illinois is good, Ohio State is good, Purdue is I good. I just think that boy Hunter is going to be dunking all over motherfuckers this year. I think you're du- yeah, I think you're doubling down on Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. So there you go. Um, no blue. I have this is you're gonna you're gonna say this is me doubling down on Ducate, but I think if I have Paulo to win the national player of the year award and I have this bet, I really like if Paulo doesn't win national player of the year, it might be yeah, because it might be because North Carolina won the ACC. And if North Carolina won the ACC at plus 420, I really like those odds. All right. Sleeper. I have no idea who this kid is that you're talking about. Paulo Banchero. Yeah, no idea. Going to be the number one pick in next year's draft. I really think people people will be a little bit scared of the fact that Chet is just like stick and bones. Yeah. I mean, dude, here's the other thing. Like, I just can't not root for a Duke national championship this year. I hate you for that. Sorry. It's either the Spiders, the Sun Devils, 
or the Blue Devils? Do you know what? Richmond has plus 15,000 odds. A dollar would win you 150 bucks. $150. Yeah, $100 would win me 1500 Or no, 15,000. 15, 15 Gs. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your next pick. Texas to win the national championship plus 1,500. Marcus Carr and the boys are going to go get it done. Ain't Chris Beard there now? Chris Beard is there now. <laughs> Teams on transfers. Here's what happens, too. Heartbreaking loss last year to Abilene Christian. That You recover from that, you go out, and you win the damn thing the next year. That's what Virginia did. That's what Chris Beard is going to do. So here's Texas's starting five and projected bench. Marcus Carr, transfer from Minnesota. Courtney Ramey, returner. Andrew Jones, returner. Timmy Allen, transfer from Utah. Trey Mitchell, transfer from UMass. Uh, Dylan DeSue, transfer from Vanderbilt. Christian Bishop, transfer from uh, Creighton. Devin Askew, cr- transfer from Kentucky. So they have so Those many. Those boys are going to shoot the ball. <laughs> So many transfers. So if this happens, you're betting on Chris Beard just immediately finding great chemistry, immediately finding the right rotation. And I think there's a lot of variables here. I'm a huge Chris Beard guy. I've believed in him a ton when he was at Texas Tech. I think this Texas team will be very good. I would be surprised if they won the national championship. You wouldn't be surprised? I would be surprised. Okay. There's no there's no historical precedent of a team that's this transfer heavy in the first year of everyone playing together winning the national championship. Well, my money, my money, the counterpoint is on the players. The counterpoint you would say is look at how many transfers Chris Beard had on the Texas Tech team that came up short in 2019 in the national championship game and was so close to winning it. They had a lot of transfers on that team, so it's possible. I think we're back, baby. Um, My national championship pick is going to be the Kansas Jayhawks at plus 1,500. I think Remy Martin's going to be a great addition to this team. Um, They have Ochai Abaji, who looks like he could have played in the NBA this year. Uh, probably would have been a late first round, early second round pick. Came back to school. His jump shot looks incredible. Christian Brown is going to make the leap um, from sophomore to junior year. He made it. Um, I would say his career is progressing very similarly to his high school career. Role player, role player, stars in his last two years. David McCormick might be the best center in the Big 12. Um, And I think the fact that they had three of the six guys named to the all-conference first team tells you what people think about their talent. And the fact that someone who had never played in the league before came in, fifth-year guy, super senior transfer, gets picked to win Big 12 Conference Player of the Year in Remy Martin. Um, I think this team's going to be incredible. If I wasn't picking Kansas at plus 1,500, other teams I like. The Quinterly thing I was telling you, I like Alabama at plus 2,000, decent odds. Um, and along with that, I also like, uh, North Carolina at plus 3000 odds. Yeah. 
not handing those out. Oregon plus 3,500, decent as well. UCLA, here's the thing. I will, I will say hot take on UCLA. They should run away with the Pac-12. Like, they should win that league, I would say, pretty convincingly. Second round upset. At plus 1,200, they are a bad bet to win the national championship. With that being said, UCLA, UCLA is going to be a well-duh team this year. Like, there is two outcomes for UCLA. They are either very, very, very good, and we say, duh, they got everyone back from a Final Four team last year, or they're just average, and they're not very good like, like, they, like the Final Four team. Yeah, we're just a Cinderella team. And, and we just say, well, it makes sense. They lost the last four games of their regular season last year, and then they won every NCAA tournament game that they won. They won by a pretty close margin. They got Abilene Christian in the second round, and every team that they played against shot below their season averages against them, except for Gonzaga. And in the Gonzaga game, UCLA shot aberrationally above their their season average. So, like, it was statistically a very wacky run. So, whatever happens with UCLA, it's going to make plenty of sense to my brain. It should make plenty of sense to your brain. But I would avoid betting on them to do anything other than win the Pac-12. Okay. That was talking college basketball. I cannot wait to bet bet college basketball on a night tonight. I know, dude. I know. Um, so stay tuned. I will tell you what, dude. The first first weekend of March Madness, I will be in that FanDuel sportsbook. <laughs> and I will be watching every game. <laughs> you better believe if uh, if ASU is not in the tournament and I don't have to be at an ASU game somewhere in the country covering it, I will be there, brothers in arms, r- r- locked in right beside you. <laughs> so I, yeah, we might not have to worry about ASU being in no March Madness this year. We'll see. I think that they'll. I think they'll be. They'll be on the bubble. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Lenardi's going to be talking about them a lot in February. Um, all right, that was our college basketball. We have a talk about on Tuesday night. Money line, right? So I have Kentucky. Yeah. You have Duke. Okay, I have Kentucky. You have Duke. Monday night. Um, you'll be rooting for my boy, my boy, Paulo. I have it written down. Okay. Before we talk about college football, let's talk about Tuesday night's playoff rankings. Um, one through 10, I will read the initial rankings by the college football playoff committee. Tell, tell me what stands out most to you. Georgia one, Bama two, Michigan state three, Oregon four, Ohio state five, Cincinnati six, Michigan seven, Oklahoma eight, Wake Forest nine, Notre Dame 10. What stands out the most to you? Okay, listen, I know people are heartbroken over Cincinnati, but I actually respect the balls the committee had to do that shit. That was that, that was kind of a slap in the face. Um, Oregon being in the top four, that was kind of, and Michigan State going all the way to three. My biggest problem, though, Boomer Sooner all the way down to eight. The boys haven't lost a game. I know none of the games have looked pretty. But, man, that is tough for my boy Spence, even though he's sitting on the bench, still gets a ring. He threw a touchdown um, pass this last week. Yeah, I have, and I have Oklahoma to win the ship. So, I don't love – I don't love Bama being back at number two either. I thought Bama at two was a coward's way out. And it was the committee saying, Hey, we like the committee said this to you. 
they put Wisconsin over Iowa. They put Mississippi State over Kentucky. They put Oregon over Ohio State. That's three situations where they put a specific team who beat another team one spot ahead of the other just so that they could say, hey, we watched the games. They put Alabama at two, and the best excuse they had for it was like, hey, we watched the games. Well, if you watch the games, you'd be able to say, hey, this Alabama team didn't look good on the road. They beat a meh Florida team who's two and seven in their last nine games against power five teams. They beat them by two after a stupid game was close. Yeah, in a very a close terrible two-point conversion. A terrible two-point conversion play. They were trailing Tennessee nearly at the half at home, which is something that Alabama teams don't do. And in general, they lost to a Texas A&M team. They were favored by nine and a half points over. So this Alabama team doesn't deserve the eye test respect that the committee gave them. With Oklahoma, I'm on your train as much as you are in terms of uh, we both have them to win the national championship. The thing is, we're going to get to see the Sooners prove it these next three weeks. Like they get Baylor at Baylor next weekend. Then they get Iowa State at home. And then there's Bedlam in Stillwater. So they win those three games. They're in. And then they win the conference championship game. They're in. But their four hardest. Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, and Oregon all win. I think that if Oklahoma, if Oklahoma wins out and they're 13 and 0, they are easily leapfrogging Cincinnati. They're easily leapfrogging Michigan, who is third in their own division. They're easily leapfrogging, I believe, a one-loss Pac-12 champion, Oregon, whose only ranked win is over Ohio State. Like I think that the committee's respecting Oregon because they had to, because it's the first ranking, and they can it's close enough i know it was two months ago close enough to the ohio state game the farther we get away from that the more that the committee can just say the pac-12 doesn't have any other ranked teams oregon's resume is not that impressive so oklahoma if they go undefeated no doubt about it is in we don't need to worry about that we just need them to win the next four i would like cincinnati to make it yeah i wish there was eight teams and I wish we could get them in. I think that the committee knows, like, since he's screwed. Like, I personally – I will say, dude, I will say, I don't think this top ten is going to look anything like it does a few weeks from now. I don't think so either. Like, I think Wake Forest loses on the field this year – this week to North Carolina. They're, they're underdogs by two and a half points. Yeah. Um, that would just wipe the ACC out of this thing. I think – uh, Michigan State could easily lose to Purdue. Oh, baby, yeah. And I'm taking Purdue this week. I, I picked Michigan State, but I would not be surprised if they lose. And I have a, a stat for you as we get to the big games. Um, but, like, Cincinnati, Cincinnati doesn't need to just focus on the teams ahead of them. Like, they also need to realize that the committee strategically put teams behind them that they know can leap them, like, easily. Yeah. So I really hope Michigan beats Ohio State this year, and I hope Oregon State beats Oregon. If that happens, Cincinnati might get in. Like the rest, and, 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 and Georgia will beat Bama. The recipe for Cincinnati getting in is Bama either loses to Auburn or Georgia one of those last two weeks, and he ends up with two losses. Dude, I hope LSU beats Bama this week. That's not happening. It probably won't, but that's not happening. Um, if Bama has a second loss, they're out. You're, you're, 
you can only get one of Michigan state, Michigan and Ohio state. Like one of those teams has to win the big 10. And if it's not Ohio state or Michigan, like Michigan state needs to be undefeated. Um, Oregon has to win out. Oklahoma probably has to win out. Wake Forest absolutely has to win out. If none of those things happen and since he wins out, they're probably in. And they want Notre Dame to keep winning because it makes their win look better. I want Cincinnati to make it. They were so close last year. You can't fuck them again. They were, and they competed hard against Georgia in the bowl game. So um, I'm sure we'll talk about the rankings each week the rest of the year. We've talked about college basketball futures. We've talked about the college football uh, playoff committee. And I don't know if we need to reevaluate futures at any point. Maybe we should. Maybe we'll do that next week. Just check on futures and see. Uh, check on our futures at the start of this. No, I'm talking about check on odds on like national championships. Oh, stuff. gotcha. Okay. See, see if there's anything of value out there for us. But with that, let's talk about college football's big games in week 10. First, a game that we just mentioned, number three, Michigan State going on the road to West Lafayette, Purdue plus three. The over-under is 54. Trevor, Purdue has the most wins all time, 16, as an unranked team against a top five AP opponent. Uh, Michigan State is a top five AP opponent. They are number three in the college football playoff rankings. The next closest teams in terms of wins as an unranked team against a top five opponent, Illinois makes sense, I guess, because they're usually not ranked. But USC, they're tied at 11. Uh, Michigan State, 6-1-1 one, and one against the spread this season. Purdue, 4-4 four and four against the spread this season. We've seen them upset Iowa. We just saw them go on the road and upset Nebraska, plus 7.5 last week. They won outright on the field. Do you think they get another upset? Do you think that they just cover? What's your lean here? I'm taking Purdue plus three. I think it's going to be a really close game. Part of me is saying, so I look next week, Michigan State has Maryland, and then it's the Ohio State game. If the Ohio State game was next week, I'd definitely say Purdue wins this one. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm going to take Purdue plus three. But some is telling me Michigan State will get it done. But, yeah, Purdue plus three, and I'll probably sprinkle on the money line too. Um, I think I'm going to lean, I think I'm going to lean Michigan state here minus three for the fact that the passing attack of Michigan state is competent in a way that like Iowa's was not Nebraska's is not consistent enough. The rushing attack, Kenneth Walker is probably the favorite to win the Heisman at this point. Five touchdowns, 197. Most definitely. 197 yards rushing last week against Michigan. He's been insane. Um, I'm going to take Michigan State uh, minus three here. And like you said, like it, it seems like it could be a letdown spot for Michigan State after they beat Michigan. But because they have the ability, I think, to be rejuvenated by the ranking, to be validated by the ranking, and then to want to go out and prove it, I think it's more likely that they let down next week against Maryland uh, before the Ohio State game than it is yeah. like this. And then I don't—I will have no idea what they're going to do against Ohio State and what they're going to do against Penn State. 
but I'll take Michigan State minus three here. I I also think the over of 54 is the play here. So I'm going to take that as well. Okay. They score. Michigan State scores a lot this year, uh, more often than not. They also – they will be without Josh Naylor, who's their big play receiver. So that might be a little bit of a worry. Um, but I think they'll get the job done. All right. Let's talk about Bo Nix, our boy. He's having a pretty good season, 6-2 and two this year. Uh, three and one in conference play. The only two losses of the season for Auburn. I don't know if you can really fault them at Penn state and against number one, Georgia. I don't know what you're going to do there ever since he ran around and ran around and ran around against LSU and then found the guy in the back of the end zone for the touchdown pass. Bonix seems like he's kind of figured things out. He was slinging the ball against Arkansas a couple weeks ago. He had a really impressive game, a really competent game last week against Ole Miss and now he goes to Texas A&M. He goes to College Station. It was four and a half last night. It's now minus five. The over-under is at 49. Are you on the boat? I'm riding with our boy. I'm riding with our boy. So, Auburn plus five. I'm, I'm going to take over 49, too. Auburn plus five, over 49. I'm not going to take the over. I actually think Auburn's defense is going to stifle Texas A&M uh, and keep it low scoring. But I think that Bo Nix, I can't believe I'm saying this, I think in a big game, I trust Bo Nix to make big throws more than I trust Zach Calzada. And that might be the tiebreaker in this thing. I think it's a field goal game. Uh, I can see Auburn winning or losing on a field goal, but I think it's a field goal game. Honestly, the thing that would worry me the most is if this game goes to overtime, I could I could definitely see Auburn losing like by six in overtime. Texan and comes in overtime. They score a touchdown. Bo tries to oh, no. throws a pick. I guess that's just negative vibes me, but I'm on Auburn plus five. You're on Auburn. Yeah, plus that five. Into the universe. yeah I probably shouldn't be. Um, all right. You picked big games this week. Explain this last one. This is the biggest game of the week to the people that are actually invested into the two schools. I'm only invested into one Kansas state at Kansas. Like it just doesn't get any bigger than that. Plus 24 are the Jayhawks over under 55 and a half. I'm riding with the Jayhawks plus 24. Man, I they're one in seven against the spread this year. We need to find another win. You're taking Kansas plus 24. I'm staying away from this game. I will I refuse to bet it. Uh, like dude, Jayhawk Nation is gonna be at this game drunk off their ass like it is gonna be amazing the jayhawks if it's a beautiful day out in lawrence the chris air up on the hill dude give me the jayhawks we need a kansas win to hit this season win total over i thought we had i legitimately thought we had it against duke thought we had it against uh oklahoma you may or may not have mushed both of those no way. <laughs> uh, some people are saying. Um, I would just say if Kansas, no saying that. if Kansas is leading in the third quarter, you better shut up. Nah, we're popping the champagne bottles if Kansas is up ever. <laughs> All right. You're taking Kansas plus 24. I'm staying away. But I would just say Kansas is 1-7 against the spread this year. K-State 4-3-1 against the spread this year. That is that is worth I don't it. think you legitimately could have made a case for a bigger game this week Texas Iowa State is I mean rivalry games 
I don't know if there's a bigger rivalry game. Ohio State, Nebraska, maybe Army Air Force, but we'll talk about that sports troop. That, that, yeah, we gotta wait for that. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, there, we there's talk just about. nothing. Let's talk some NFL. Trevor Vikings and Ravens playing this weekend brings me back to. Do you remember the snow over game? The snow over game. The Vikings Ravens game where there was like five touchdowns scored in like three minutes in the snow in Baltimore years ago. No, I don't really remember that one. My goodness, not a real Vikes fan. The Ravens. I mean, come on, I'm wearing purple right now, but I'm kidding. Ravens minus six. The over under is forty nine and a half. Take me through the emotions of getting beat by Cooper Rush this past week and take me through the thought process on what to bet or what not to bet going into this weekend in in Baltimore. That is just like the most typical Vikings loss, and you know it, and you know it just as well as anyone. We played the Chiefs, I think, last year with your guys' backup. It was two years ago. Uh, Two years ago. And lost that game. Like, we just do this shit, man. We just do this shit. With all that being said, though, this is the easiest game of the week. It's Vikings plus six. There's no doubt about it. I'm even going to take Vikings money line. When you get a letdown that, how is Mike Zimmer still here, by the way? Who keeps letting this dude back into the fucking building? Like, we suck, man. We suck. But you know what? We play up. We play down to opponents, and we play up to opponents, and I think we're going to give the Ravens one hell of a game. I don't know if you guys are going to win. I do know. We're definitely going to cover. I I do know that the over is going to hit. 49.5. Yeah, that is true. The the over – you can mark me for the over, too. All right. You've got a lot riding on this one. Over 49.5, I think this – the Ravens got the bye week after getting stomped by the Bengals. I think they're going to come out with a vengeance. I think they're going to put up 30. Um, it's ultimately on Kirk Cousins to – I don't – like the thing that bothered me the most about watching Sunday Night Football was the amount of third down passes short of the first down marker to fullbacks. to Kirk ends. Cousins mad? Yeah, to second string. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. Welcome to watching Vikings football. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Adam Thielen. Like, throw the ball to those guys. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Justin Jefferson fantasy football owner. I'm saying that because the guy is talented, and Adam Thielen is talented. I was playing against Adam Thielen last last week in fantasy football. I lost because of it. Kirk, the only person he threw deep to was Adam Thielen. Like, throw the ball to your threats. Uh, get the ball in Dalvin's hands more often and stop relying on CJ Ham and Tyler Conklin. Like, that's stupid. Amen, brother. Um, over 49 and a half. I also think it's – I just don't trust the Vikings' defense a ton. And when they haven't played the Jared Goffs of the world, the Cooper Rushes of the world, who Cooper rushed through for more than 300 yards on them. I mean, we kind of shut down the Bengals. You mean the Browns? The Browns, too. We shut down the Browns and the Bengals. I don't know if you're stop, stopping Lamar Jackson. I'm taking over 49 and a half. This is also me believing in the Vikings offense. I think that they will throw the ball well here. Um, hopefully, I'm proven right. Titans and Rams, Sunday night football, Rams minus seven and a half, over under 52 and a half. I think I've seen this at 53 as well. So, not sure where it's at at the moment. Derrick Henry out for 
six to 10 weeks with a Jones fracture in the foot. Um, Trevor, I want to ask you this. He apparently broke his foot and continued playing in the game. What is the toughest thing that you've ever done athletically? Dude, so the toughest thing I've ever done athletically, so I was playing third base once. Um, say 14 years old, 14. We get a guy on first, right? And I'm playing third base. Guy on, it's like 11 here. So we got a guy on first base, right? So ropes a, ropes a single out to right field. They're waving the kid around second. He's coming to three. Our right fielder hits me with an absolute rope piece. I catch the ball, put my glove down. He slides into my glove. Fingers shattered. Absolutely shattered. Um, yeah, it was tough. But then my coach and my coach came out to look at it and he goes, I mean, like, it looks fine. Like, you're probably fine. Played the rest of the game. <laughs> Broken fingers? Broken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> So broken wasn't fingers. taken to the doctor for three weeks because my parents were like, dude, you're fine. Like they're just bruised. Go to the doctor three weeks later, like, nah, these boys are broke. <laughs> so I didn't think we would ever find a comparison between Derrick Henry and Trevor Leaf, but now we found out that a broken hand and a broken foot were both played through for the majority <laughs> of a sporting contest. Yeah, dude, it was terrible. I was, like, crying on the field. I was like, this shit hurts so much. <laughs> I mean, my whole life, I also pitched with a damn, like, piece of bone just floating through my elbow. That shit hurt a lot, too. So when people say, like, the NFL athletes are tougher than you, I, I don't know if we can say I would, that. I wouldn't say they're tougher. I'd put us right in the same category. Okay, fair point. Uh Titans are six and two against the spread this year. Rams are four and four against the spread. Do you have a lean here? Because I don't know what to what to make of the Titans, given that they don't have Derrick Henry anymore. Yeah, you just you can just give me Rams minus seven and a half. It's a big number. It is a big number. But man, I think Jalen Ramsey and the boys are going to be able to lock down Julio and AJ Brown if Julio even plays. So you put Jalen Ramsey on A.J. Brown, he's getting locked up the whole game. I think the Rams at home, too, they play fast, that turf fast. Defense going to be all over. The place is going to be rocking. Give me points. Give me the Rams. We're also – I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. I believe he will. Von Miller got traded to the Rams this week, yep. so that's another addition for, uh, for, the, for Los Angeles. I will say this, though. And it's a night game, so he'll have a little more time to prepare, too. Yeah, like three more hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two draft picks that the Broncos got, the second and third round pick that they got for Von Miller, because he was a 10-year accrued veteran, this is like some real inside football cap stuff, Von Miller, the maximum amount of compensation that the Broncos could have got had Von Miller left in free agency was a fifth-round pick. So the fact that they got a second and a third-round pick for him is impressive in terms of compensation. It also gives the Broncos more draft capital to trade in the event that they want to go and get Aaron Rodgers at the end of this year. So just think about that. When we get to the offseason and the Broncos are rumored for Aaron Rodgers – 
that trade with Von Miller might have constituted. Would he be a free agent though? No, Rogers. I don't think he's a free agent yet. I think I think they shortened his contract so that it was like I don't know more digestible for other teams' contract situations. I'm not quite sure, um, but I think that whether whether it's Aaron Rodgers or whether it's any other quarterback who might be getting traded, the Broncos adding extra draft picks in a situation like that with Vaughn Miller, who is a free agent at the end of this year anyways, um, was just really smart by Denver. So something to think about. I will also take the Rams minus seven and a half. Uh, I don't think the Titans defense is very good. I think the Rams offense is, I'm not sure what to make of the Titans. I would like to see what they look like with Adrian Peterson <laughs> playing back there. You think uh, AP is playing this week? I think he is. I mean, it's not that hard to understand run schemes. I, it's more. Yeah, I know, but like, how great of football shape is he in? Yeah, that's the question: is what shape is he in? Uh, that's the other thing. Did you see the photos that they released of him in his little Titans universe or uniform? He had a big old dip in. Yeah, I had a big old dip in already. That's the AP I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm on Rams minus seven and a half with you. Uh, no, no lean on the total. I think that this could be a total no-show Titans game, possibly. Maybe they get punched in the face. I just, aside from the Bills, I have no idea who the second best team in, in the AFC is. So, and I don't think we have any answers with that now that Henry's out. Who's the first best team? The Bills. Okay, so after you don't know who. Okay, I don't know who two through six are or two through seven. I would say probably the Ravens, man. You would think uh, maybe they got rolled by the Bengals at home. So I'm not, I don't know. We'll see. Cardinals and 49ers is your third pick for a big game. Can you explain this to me? How it's a big game? Yeah. The name Niners, of the Niners suck. Name a, dude, name a different game that is bigger than that. All right. Here, let's go down the list. Jets, Colts tonight? No. Browns, Bengals? Maybe. No. The Niners are three and four, Trevor. Dude, but, like, it's still early, you know? Like, it, if this, if they win this game, that'd be huge. Trevor, you picked a seven and one team against a three and four team, but then you told me that – The Browns are ass. You told me that a seven and one team against a four and four team was not capable of being a big game with the Chiefs and the Packers. Because the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers. That doesn't it's mean no it's not a big game. It's no longer relevant. We all know. No. We all know. We all know who's going to win. So are you going to are you going to bet on the Chiefs this weekend? Yes. <laughs> okay. Not the, not the spread, but I'll probably throw them in a parlay. All right. There's no other game, dude. I would have said, I would have said Cleveland, Cincinnati, but. All right, let's talk about Arizona, San Francisco. I will let you I drive. Think Cincinnati washes them. You can drive the car for this one. I'd like to hear your analysis on this. This Cardinals. Cardinals game. minus one and a half. Why? I think the boys coming off the first loss of the year, they're going to come in and rail them. I'm. So I think the defense is going to be flying to the ball. Kyler going to show out. A.J. Green is on the COVID list. DeAndre Hopkins has a bad hamstring. Uh, Kyler Murray's dealing with a bad ankle. No J.J. Watt for the rest of the year. I didn't know all this. 
Uh, I'm just saying, I'm very confused by this. Give me the Cardinals. I'm washing my hands. I'm providing that information. I will let you know that Arizona is six and two against the spread this year. San Francisco is two and five. Vegas knows something. That's why it's one and a half. It should be like three and a half. I'm not quite sure what, what is going on here. 86% of the money is on the Cardinals. That kind of makes me want to bet just the Niners out of, out of faith. Yeah, I don't like that stat. So uh, that, that scares me. And that's why I'm not going to bet on this game. Okay. Uh, also because the Chiefs will be playing the Packers during this moment. So I will not be paying attention. Lines we love. Do you want me to lead off or would you like to? Go ahead. All right. First bet. This is the Hugh Freeze is returning to Oxford, Mississippi. Spike game. I don't believe in the spike game. I actually think Ole Miss is going to dominate. Ole Miss first half minus six and a half. I think they win the first half by more than a touchdown. They've struggled with physical teams. They've struggled with Alabama. They've struggled with Auburn. Liberty on the mean hand has struggled with Syracuse and they lost as a 31 and a half point favorite outright to Louisiana Monroe. That is not a very good team. Ole Miss minus six and a half first half ride with Lane Kiffin. That's my first line that I love. Falcons plus six going against the saints. No jab. Six and a half now. Six and a half now. I, this is the, I don't believe in Trevor Simeon pick. Um, no Michael Thomas. Yeah, dude. Like I, I think the Falcons will just, I don't think they're going to win it. Well, I think they can, but it's just, it's got close game written all over it. I like a 27 to 24 finish. I don't know who's going to win. I think this will be close too. I, I don't know how, like, this is another line, just like the, the Niners Cardinals game confuses me. I don't know what world you're making a Trevor Simeon led team, a six and a half point favorite. I get that they're at home, but still. Very surprising. Um, although the Falcons looked like crap at home last week against the Panthers, who aren't 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 the best team in the world. So um, that whole division's terrible, except for the Bucks. All right, I'm gonna say Rocky Top goes out to Lexington, Kentucky, and they win outright. Just said this: eighty six percent of the money was on the Cardinals to beat the Niners this week. Eighty six percent of the money is on Kentucky to beat Tennessee. They've won a couple coin flip games. Their luck is kind of going back on them now. They lost to Mississippi State last week, 31-17. It wasn't really that close. I think Tennessee is a pretty talented team. Hendon Hooker looked good. They fought, and they were competitive against Alabama for more than a half. They fought, and they you can make a pretty decent case they should have beat Ole Miss at home a couple weeks ago. Um I like that Tennessee can run the ball. I think that they have things that they consistently can do well that keeps them in this game. And I just trust the balls. So I'm taking Tennessee in a pick them. It also helps that nerd wise, like ESPN's SP plus indicator loves teams as one point underdogs on the road. And Tennessee was a one point underdog on the road for a long time this week. Now they're a pick them. I like them. Go Vols. Texans plus six and a half. Who do they play? We're not quite sure. Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins. 
another one of those things. I don't know if Texans are going to win, but I like I like Davis Mills to keep this one close. Two really bad teams. Texans, yeah, Texans, no. There's not a lot of games. They got a chance at winning. So when you do have a team that you could beat, you have to you have to go balls to the wall and try and win the game. This feels like a disgusting, like, 17-14 game, something like that. Field goal, field goal at the end. I think it's close. I like this pick. My third pick is Texas Moneyline plus 210 against Iowa State. I'm going to read you the nightmare fuel that has been the Texas Longhorns in the second half in their last three games. They started the year four and one. They lost to Arkansas on the road, got stomped. The Texas message boards, I don't know if you saw this, on the Texas message board, there was people, there was people pontificating that Steve Sarkeesian blew the game on purpose to prove a point to his team. Well, if the point was that they're not hot stuff, uh, that has been proven over the last three weeks. Oklahoma outscored them in the second half, 35 to 10. Oklahoma State outscored them 19 to 7. Baylor outscored them 21 to 10. That's 75 to 27 in the last three games. Some would say, wait for Texas to lead at the half and then bet on Iowa State money line. And I would say that's not a bad strategy. But I would also say trends like that have to change at some point. And I think it changes this weekend. I don't have a lot of belief in Iowa State. I've said that from the start of this year. So I'm going to take Texas to win outright plus 210. Uh, I also like them at plus six and a half. So that's kind of a duo play. I'm also taking a big time. Not big time. I mean, this is no plus 210. Giants money line plus 130 playing the Raiders, I believe, at home. Little it's little in trip York. for the Raiders. It is a yeah, little, little trip for the Raiders. Listen, man, the Raiders are just going through it right now. Giants played a solid game last week. I just – I like them at home. I like them at home to beat up uh, probably a pretty unstable emotionally-wise Raider locker room. I can't imagine it's it's pretty tough in there right now. Yeah. At, here's the thing. Football-wise for the Giants, like aside from just getting – dog walked by the Rams and losing a game to the Cowboys by two scores where Kadarius Tony got hurt. Saquon Barkley got hurt. I don't think they had Sterling Shepard. Daniel Jones had a concussion. So basically they lost everyone on offense. They've played competitive games against a lot of teams, chiefs included Washington football team included. Um, I think, I think this will be a competitive one. I, I, really like and i have it in my other plays giants plus three so i'm on on there with you i'm gonna do the rare thing you don't get these opportunities very often you don't get oregon state as a double digit road favorite very frequently they are minus 10 and a half this week when they go to boulder to play colorado you've said it on this show before i've said it on this show before colorado sucks um oregon state five and three against the spread this year last week they blew one against Cal minus one and a half on the road. That one seemed like a layup to me. If we would have been doing the show, I would have given out that pick. 
but I'm doubling down. I'm going back to the well. I'm taking the beeves minus 10 and a half. Colorado just is, is the fact that Colorado, the fact that Colorado won a power five football game, 34 to nothing is a minor miracle and shows you how atrocious Arizona is. All right. Uh, I'm taking two lane plus 13. Gabe, do you remember who they play? They play UCF. They play UCF, and I believe it's at home. It is in. Nope, it is in Florida. Listen, Tulane is terrible. They've only won one game this year, but I like, I think 13 is going to be a little too much for UCF. Tulane can score the ball, they just can't really stop anyone. So give me, uh, yeah, give me Tulane to keep it within two touchdowns. They've been fighting, covered against Oklahoma, covered against Cincinnati. Uh, UCF's not nearly as good as either of those teams. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to take the Packers plus seven and a half. This is a sneaky play. This is a sneaky play, Trevor. Uh, I, I literally cannot lose here. Like you're either getting a win or the Chiefs have righted the ship and blown out somebody for the first time in a long time. Chiefs two and six against the spread this year. They don't cover. Dating back to last year, 0-8 against the spread in their last eight home games, 3-13 and against the spread in their last 16 games. I will believe that the Chiefs cover a big number when I see it. The last time that they covered a spread of more than a touchdown was when they did it against uh, the Jets, November 1st of 2020. They were favored by, I think, 19.5. They won by 26. So it's been over a calendar year since they've blown somebody out like that need to see it. If it happens, it happens. If not, I still think the chiefs win, but Packers plus seven and a half. All right. I'm going to Lincoln here, Nebraska plus 15 up against Ohio state. I believe my brother is going to the game. Um, I just GBR, go big red. I think they're going to keep this one close. Maybe a little upset watcher, Ohio State. Don't know. Don't know. But, yeah, I love Nebraska to keep this one within two tutties. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, my game's guarantee, four and four on the year. We need a win. We need to get back into the winning margins. Yeah. Not, not that much of a guarantee, some would say. Utah State, New Mexico State, under 71. You hand out that. <laughs> Shout out Bill Connolly, ESPN's SP Plus insider. He projects this game to go to 60 points. And I will say this, only one of the last five games that Utah State has played in has gone over 55 points. I know that they play fast, but their defense is good. You know this from week zero of college football. New Mexico State sucks. Yeah, they're terrible. So I don't see New Mexico State scoring a bunch. Under 71. And it's just like, we love betting overs. Betting overs in the 70s in college football is not a good strategy. Um, they rarely they rarely hit. When they do, they're electric. Um, but the better thing is to play overs in college football between like 65 and 68. Like those are good numbers to be around. I'm playing the under of 71 here. I hate your Leafs lock, by the way. I'm actually up in the air about switching that right now. Listen, I just think ASU is a team that's given up. Why would I you bet against? Why would you bet against two of two of your futures bets? That's a bad strategy. 
Because, Gabe, like, I, like I said, I'm up in the air about it because it just occurred to me when you were talking about Utah State and New Mexico State, I was looking at UCF, USC, and I'm like, this team sucks, man. USC is terrible. So I'm going to switch to ASU minus eight and a half. It's family weekend. It's a sellout. Drake London out for the year, broken ankle. USC playing two quarterbacks. They don't know who's going to be out there on each drive. ASU literally could not play worse than they did last week. Five turnovers. Um, early noon or noon kickoff, it was very wacky. It was very odd. People were saying that they were quitting on Herm Edwards. I don't really believe that. I think that it is really stupid to criticize people's effort on – turnovers turnovers are not a matter of effort turning the ball over is a matter of you can say bad focus focus is not the same as effort like effort is just missing tackles because you don't care effort is missing blocks because you don't care the asu offense had no problems moving the ball they had problems executing when they were moving the ball so i really don't think they're in as bad of a situation as 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 uh people in tempe believe but at the same time, like this season has been a failure. Do you have other plays? No, I'm building my parlay right now. Okay. My other plays for this week, and I will add to them Saturday morning. I'll add to them Sunday morning. Oregon, Oregon minus seven. Uh, the Oregon-Washington under of 51. Supposed to rain heavily in Seattle this weekend. Wisconsin <clears throat> 13, Graham Mertz and the boys have figured it out. They're going to win the Big Ten West. They're going to go to Indianapolis. I'm not guaranteeing anything once they get there. They're going to stomp Rutgers this weekend. TCU plus seven against Baylor at home. Bounce back week after Gary Patterson kind of got retired slash fired in one, in one week. Giants plus three. There will be more. Trevor has no other plays. We're on to the parlay of the week. Do you want me to give out mine before we go to yours? Yeah, I'm trying to build a winner. Okay. I, once again, will be giving out two parlays for the year. <clears throat> Trevor, you're 0-7, down seven units. I am 4-7, up 8.23. Keep saying I'm down seven time. units? Yeah. All right, I'm going to get a plus 700, boy, then. My college football parlay, Wisconsin minus 13, Illinois plus 14.5 at Minnesota, I'm not saying Minnesota's going to lose. I'm just saying it's going to be a close game. Texas, Texas plus six and a half against Iowa State. Three-team parlay plus 581 odds. NFL parlay, four teams. Uh, this one was plus 430. Cowboys money line, Panthers plus three and a half. Texans plus five and a half. Rams money line. Your parlay of the week. We're not done yet. You know, like, I just hate. You know what? We're at nine. All right. We are just looking to get back to even. And we're not going to be able to do it this week, but that's all right. You need to nine plays. The month of November, you just need to cut into the deficit. That's what we're going to do. Plus 552 here. <laughs> nine teams. Big time favorites. 
Oklahoma State at West Virginia, Oregon State at Colorado, Wisconsin at Rutgers, Cincinnati versus Tulsa, Notre Dame versus Navy, Rams, Colts, Cowboys, and Oregon at Washington, plus 552. Do I have all the teams? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. What's the odds? Plus five. No, there's nine teams. Yeah. Oklahoma State, Oregon State, Wisconsin, Cincy, Notre Dame, Rams, Colts, Cowboys, Oregon. Perfect. Plus 552. Plus 552. Trying to cut into the deficit. Let's have a winning week. Let's support the troops, get to our daily degenerate game, and get out of here. Support the troops. Big time. Rivalry game. Winning records for both squads, Army plus two and a half at Air Force out in Colorado, over under 37. This is an official play for me. Army plus two and a half. I'm going to ride that as well. I'm four and three. I've on been the so bad at supporting the troops. Two I have five. I've been extremely, I've been good. I was started four and one. one I've, three. Lost I've, I've lost two in a row, but we needed, we needed two weeks off. Um, to really right the ship. Um, Daily Degenerate, North Texas, they are two and six this year. They're minus five on the field this week. Southern Miss, over under 48. Southern Miss is one and seven this year. We both suck at picking these games. I'm two and five. You're three and four. Um, I'm going to make sure I get a winner this week. I'm going North Texas, minus five. I'm going to make sure I get a winner. Hold on. I want to be sure about this. Going to go with the boys, the Brett Favre boys, Southern Miss. Yep, give me Southern Miss, plus five. There right. you go. At least one of us has to win. One of us has to. Well, they, they could, it could be a five-point game. It could be a push. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> So we'll see on we'll see on that. Uh, no taco bets other than Kentucky Duke Tuesday night will be incredible. Stay tuned. Follow us at the moneyline underscore hc. We will be we need to tweet our pit tweet our picks way more frequently. Trevor, I know you're winning a lot, so you need to tr- tweet your picks more. Like you need to. That's a public service announcement for the people. You're doing well. You need to publicize. Oh. <laughs> no, it is my fault. Um, I'm also changing this real quick. Cardinals are now plus one. Okay. All right, folks, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-GAMBLER, or just DM Gabe Schwartz on Twitter, and he will help you. He probably won't hand you winners, though. (laughs) All right. See you next week.